The goal of this conversation should be, as I mentioned before, to inspire other people and to explain them how it is to, to go live, to attend a live class one-on-one -on -one and having the pressure of the life on YouTube and also to show your English journey. And as a matter of fact, I interviewed Stanek before about his experience being a teacher and giving a live lesson. And now this time I want to see the learner's perspective, right? And also Stanek explained to me what the dogme approach is. Do, do you know what the dogma approach is? Yes, I know. He also explained it to, to me and I find it, this method very interesting. I didn't know about this type of the, the teaching because, you know, it's a very peculiar way of teaching. But I find it very useful, especially for upper intermediate, let's say, or advanced students. Maybe it's more difficult with less advanced students. Yes. But it also depends on the teacher. He's very good at that. And I think this method relies a lot on, on the teacher because it's a normal conversation. It's like two friends talking, yeah. but uh, he's doing that. But at the same time, the teacher has to take notes, be aware of the mistakes, uh, you know, to correct later on. Later on, he corrects the student. So it's very demanding from the teacher's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And in addition to that, he is doing it live. So there comes an additional component to it because there is a lot of pressure maybe on the student's side. So first, why exactly did you attend the live English lesson? Well, it, it, it was like, like a challenge also for me. I, I, I don't learn English in, a, let's say, in a conventional way because I uh, did learn many years ago. I learned my grammar, my, the basics, and then at work, I started uh, using English. Uh, so I reached a pretty decent level. I was able to communicate, to talk about anything. I was pretty confident uh, using English on a daily basis. But it was 2014 when I uh, quit that job. So since then, and I'm talking about eight years ago now, so it's a long time since I I don't need English anymore at work, you know, so I yeah. uh, need my daily life, but I love the language. So two or three years ago, I, I was forgetting uh, what I knew about English. I, my English became rusty and I couldn't even uh, talk to hold a normal conversation to not to like this type, you know, and I was a bit ashamed that I was losing my English what was getting worse and, and worse, you know, that. So I, I thought I have to do something. So I became a student again, let's say, but a very, as I told you, a very unique and peculiar student because I don't want to learn grammar again or 
at least not with uh, grammar books because it's boring. I don't. So I try to uh, incorporate English in on my life uh, again to do things in English. For for instance, my main input is reading. I I love reading, so I'm always reading two or three books at the time. So I try that one of them at least. Uh, to be a, a book in in English and also this type of, of things podcast and I try to listen to podcasts in in English. I, I love the the next podcast. I I also I'm also a li your, your listener, uh, Daniel. I <laughs> listen to your podcast from time to time. <laughs> so that's what I do. And uh, Zenek invited me to these life lessons and I find it very challenging because that, that that's what I lack. I lack of sometimes of, of fluency and it's very good. I, I was very happy at the end of those lessons because it's a natural way, let's say to learn English. And that's what I right now looking for nothing for an, you know, doing it as natural as possible. Yeah, and I remember that your very first live English lesson with Stanek, at the beginning you said that you preferred to be hidden in the shadows usually. So yeah. in the sense that usually you don't like it to, to be in a live uh, YouTube video. And I, I thought this was hilarious because nevertheless, you went out of your comfort zone in order to improve your English, which is really cool. And also what I found really cool is that you said that in Spain, that the people are outgoing. They really like to talk a lot and that sometimes for you, it's difficult because in English, you don't have the, the, the same level as in Spanish, and you even said that you are not good in English, but I don't understand why, because I think sometimes you, you are beating yourself up a little bit, don't you think? Well, maybe I have too high expectations, you know, I, I, I told Zenit that because as an outgoing person who enjoy talking to people and mm. chatting, that kind of thing. In English, it's an, a bit uncomfortable for, for me because I feel like a five-year-old boy, you know, I, I want to express so many things and I want to, when I talk to someone, I want to be myself. And I, this is my journey right now. I'm trying to be myself in English. I, I'm not at that level yet. I, I'm myself in Spanish. In Spanish, I talk to friends and I don't have any problem to uh, make jokes, to be as I am, mm. but in English, it, it's difficult to do that. So I feel that I'm a different person and maybe more boring person than Spanish. And, <laughs> but, uh, I, I try to take some risks because, but risks means, uh, errors sometimes mistakes, but I try to to, as you said, to get out of my comfort zone, despite 
it may mean that I'm going to make errors or mistakes, or, Absolutely. but I don't care about mistakes anymore. <laughs> I think this is really crucial when it comes to learning a language. We should not take ourselves too seriously. And mm. let's take a look what Stanek said in this lesson, when you were beating yourself up, he said, you're very fluent. That's the first thing you rarely make mistakes occasionally, perhaps, but maybe when it comes to pronunciation, but your grammar seems spot on. Well, spot on. What a beautiful <laughs> phrase or verb. Yeah. Yes. He said, well, he said he, I rarely make mistakes. Well, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, so, sometimes you aren't aware of the mistake, but it, it isn't all the mistakes. M maybe I was afraid of getting stuck because I'm very talkative. I also, mm -hmm. when I start talking, I can't stop. Maybe it's a, a problem I have, but when I uh, get stuck and there's a specific word that I'm looking for, it doesn't uh, come, you know, it's a bit frustrating that it's also that feeling of, but I, I try to overcome all of this, you know? Uh, yeah. But I mean, you are not at all an introvert person. I assume you are outgoing. You really like to talk a lot and, and you're not scared of making mistakes. So this is a huge advantage for you when it comes to learn English, because yeah, the more we talk, the better we will become. So this is a huge uh, advantage because I think many students, they are afraid to, to get involved in a conversation. And that's the point when they get stuck. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I agree, Daniel. I think that you need to switch off your editor or your uh, yeah. to be so conscious about your mistakes. Uh, I, I, I agree. It's something that every learner have to get rid of when, uh, starting or if you want to improve your, your skills and practice, because I, I think in the end it's a question of practice all comes to practice much as you can, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And also. We shouldn't strive for perfectionism, maybe, because let's take a look what you've said. And I think I would never say that. Now I master the English language. I don't need to improve anymore. I don't visualize that day because I've been learning English for a lot of years and it keeps uh, improving. I keep on uh, learning new things almost every day. And I think this is very important to accept that we cannot be perfect. Yeah, I agree, Daniel. This is too much to this goal to be perfect, to talk like a native speaker or something like that. It's too much to. <laughs> Uh, we shouldn't aim for that. It's, uh, and, and by, by the way, why uh, do you, I don't think I would en, uh, ever uh, need uh, such level of perfection unless I want to work, I don't know, like a translator or something like that, but it, it isn't the case. I, I want English to get by, to talk to friends, to 
uh, that kind of thing. Even at work, I use yeah. English at work and I didn't need that level at all. It, I, I, I usually uh, talk to other non-native uh, English speakers. So we were talking shop, we were talking about our industry. So we knew the vocabulary. So you, we didn't need to speak mm -hmm. perfect English at, even at, at, at work. So mm, I don't think I would never be a C2 or something like that. But of course, if uh, a specific student, uh, this is his goal, this is what you want, go for it. I think even if you or I could reach a C2, that doesn't mean that we are perfect because <laughs> it's just not possible. Even people in their mother tongue, they, they are not perfect. And at this point, I remember something that Stanek said in the same life lesson. And this was astonishing to me as well, because Stanek, he's talking in English all the time or very often. So sometimes he, he doesn't speak in his own language, but Let's take a closer look what he said exactly. You know what I realized? I realized that I really struggle. I really struggle to express myself in Czech. That's because mo most of my time I speak English. So I think it's even possible to just forget your, your native yeah. tongue to some extent. And you just yeah. need to keep, keep using it, you know? That's yeah. it. You just need to keep using. That's with English, yeah. You need to keep going, keep using it. At no point can you think that's it. You are done. This is your finish line. There's no finish line. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, he was neglecting his mother tongue, and then he had a struggle in speaking in his mother tongue, or maybe he forgot about a word, or I don't know the details. But it shows to us that we shouldn't beat ourselves up because sometimes I I, I don't speak English two months or three months. And so then it's natural that we cannot express ourselves equally as someone who, who is living in the UK, for example. And I find it really cool that, yeah, Stanek is giving us tips and, and, and he's really like very open and he talks about such things. And I think these tips and tricks also can help us when we learn. It's not only about grammar and vocabulary. It's also about exchanging experiences that we have. Yeah, I agree. I think he has the right uh, attitude towards learning a second language. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it also, the, this thing of uh, Stenek forgetting about his mother tongue also tells us about uh, that it, it's also as we said about practice if he, yeah. he, uh, he as an english teacher is spending most of the time uh, speaking english so sometimes uh, uh, he forgets about the that it's precisely what what we experience uh, at least what i what i experience speaking english that there's an important word in a specific phrase that I can't remember and it destroyed my whole speech. You know, it, oh, why did I even start it? 
this phrase, I can't, I can't finish it. There's one word missing and maybe it may happen in your mother tongue, but in Spanish, when I don't remember a, a specific word, I, since my vocabulary is, uh, of course, uh, much uh, bigger, I can uh, replace this word with a synonym. But it, it happens even in your mother tongue that from time to time you don't remember a specific yeah. word and yeah. your fluency isn't that good or, or you have to change the phrase in the middle of a phrase or, or in the middle of a sentence. You have to change it so that uh, it uh, makes sense. Were you nervous when you attended the very first uh, life lesson? Yes, I, I was, I was. I'm not a shy person. I'm an outgoing person, a talkative person. I'm very nervous. I, <laughs> I, I get nervous easily when I'm out of my comfort zone. And um, I think uh, to be outgoing, it's different. You may be nervous about, but you know, I don't know. It's a different feeling. Uh, when I do something for the first time, I, it's uh, very, you know, I, I feel very nervous. <laughs> because you never know what happens next in this uh, life lessons. Because also there is no theme, right? So it's the dog me approach. So whatever language emerges, this is going to be the topic. And the focus is the student. And also sometimes there are People who are watching live, they can also write a comment or they can ask a question. I find this really interesting as well. So you have to cope with different um, things, right? So you have this thing that is new. You have the fact that it is live and that people can ask questions. There are many factors that are involved there. But on the other hand, I guess that this also gives you like an adrenaline push. So maybe you are more there, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I, I know Daniel is it, it. Yeah. You have to, to go with, to cope with all that, you know. Yeah. Uh, once you are out of your comfort zone, you have to survive. You have yeah. are out there in the, in the jungle. So <laughs> you have to do your best. You, you don't have any, <laughs> you don't have any, another choice. You, are, you know, it's you. Exactly. You are there live. So <laughs> that's, uh, do, do your best. <laughs> exactly. And then. I don't know if it was on the second or on the third life, but there was a time in which Stanek used a spinning wheel. It was like a conversation wheel that you can like create a question or let's say generate a question. So, and, and then the system gives you whatever question it is, and then you have to answer it. But what do you felt about that? Oh, horrible. I think it was the worst <laughs> part. <laughs> it was a nightmare because it was a spinning wheel with, I think, as far as I remember, there were two different wheels. The first one was, or, or maybe the first question. No, it was the, the same wheel, but with different questions. 
And the first one was a very philosophical question, you know, very deep uh, question. That, and I, I answered there stupid. I, I gave him a stupid answer. I didn't know how to answer this question because it was too deep. And yeah, um, yeah. I, I should have answered with more lightly, no, but I took it as, <laughs> as it came and tried to answer, uh, well, I gave a politically correct, stupid answer to this question mm. is what the, mm, thank God the second one was, uh, as far as I remember, <laughs> more light and I tried to, <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to do, let's say a comeback and answer more like. I am more, because it, again, it, it is, uh, the same thing to me that when, while I was answering this question, I was thinking, well, this is not me. I'm behaving like another person. I'm answering like, like an exam, like a textbook, you know, when they place you a question and you have, you have, you, you give the politically correct answer, the answer that the teacher would expect. But I, I'm not that like that, you know, I gave us absolutely stupid, uh, answer. Yeah. I, I think the first question was something like, what would you do when you had three wishes or something like that? And yeah, you, you told Stanek that hopefully the next questions will be more interesting. And I think we can see on that example that is, it is really important also that you can discuss really topics which you love because once you are passionate about something, then yeah, you, you just go on and, and speak a lot about it. That's why I think the DOCME method or the method in which the student is the focus is so cool or, or so um, valuable. Because then, yeah, you can really focus on what, what the student is speaking. And sometimes with these spinning wheel questions, sometimes the questions are not that good. Right. But, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even, even with the spinning wheel or some, you may, with this method, I, I find it very interesting, this method, because you may end up talking about what interests uh, you, you know, what do you want? For instance, I could have approached this question talking about something that I, I like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not uh, proud about I uh, answer that, but it could have been different. So mm, uh, maybe we have with this type of, uh, lessons, we, it may be totally wrong, <laughs> but at the same time, it, uh, easy to, I, I think it's the teacher who, uh, can deal with this, yeah. um, th this kind of things when that if it's with a good teacher, you know, it's, uh, this is a fantastic method because he will notice, you know, when there's a specific subject or something that isn't working and switch off to another subject or to lead the conversation to another place. So let the student express. Again, the objective is to express as you want to, 
to talk as naturally as possible. And I think this is a very good, this method for achieve that to. Yeah, absolutely. To talk, a, it's an, again, a natural approach to learning. I, I find it very interesting, this method. Yeah. And then on the second part of the life lesson, there is the, the feedback session. And I find this very useful because then Stanek shows you the mistakes, but not always just the mistakes. Sometimes he just shows you useful expressions that you used and he talks more about it. Or sometimes he, he gives pronunciation tips or, and what I find super cool is, but you can tell me what you think about it, that Stenek, he lets you give the answer first. So for example, he shows you a sentence and there is a mistake in it. And then you have to correct yourself. And in your case, almost everything, the answer. So you correct yourself. And I think this is huge because yeah. by doing that, you will learn even better. Yeah, I agree, Daniel, because sometimes we make mistakes without noticing. And uh, those things, we are, when we speak in, uh, in a live uh, lesson, we aren't ourselves. We, our level, is, if I'm, for instance, if I'm a C1 uh, in such a demanding environment, I became a, a B2 or a B1, you know, I can't speak as fluently or as confidently, or I won't use as much vocabulary as I would do in other, let's say, less demanding environment. So most of mistakes are mistakes you wouldn't make in if you yeah. had to answer, you know, a writing or in the, or in a let's say more comfortable environment. Uh, it's very interesting that he uh, gives you the opportunity to correct yourself and you realize that, oh, really? Did I say that? Because you don't notice uh, that you made that mistake. Uh, or sometimes there are slips of the tongue, you know, because you have to talk on the spot about something that Maybe you don't have the vocabulary even. You, are, you have never talked about that before. Uh, you end up correcting your, your set, which is amazing because you won't, probably won't make those mistakes again. And what do you make with the feedback? I mean, do you have a notebook or do you just remember it? Or do you have any strategy how you proceed the feedback in itself yeah i try to to write down the the mistakes i have a notebook and also i use you know um on my phone um, an app to to write down uh, vocabulary and expressions mm -hmm. new expressions that i learned i my main inputs are reading also this kind of lesson, as you know, I love also watching films. You're a movie so, buff. 
Well, well not, not that much, but <laughs> I love movies. <laughs> well, that's a movie buff. And for me, <laughs> no, <Not really. laughs> well, I thought I thought a, a buff would be someone who knows a lot about yeah. the name of the directors, the actors. I'm not that. In... <laughs> okay, I see. Uh, I I love movies, but I, I tend to forget about the names of the directors, the actors. Me too. <laughs> then I write down the expressions. For instance, we were. Daniel discussing this movie, Don't Look Up. And I, I remember a scene when they say, a very important scene when Meryl Streep uh, says, when they tell her he, he's playing the role of the president of the US and they tell her that a comet will destroy the entire planet. And she says, we have to, we will sit tight and assess. And this phrasal verb, the expression sit tight, I didn't know the expression. It's like wait patiently. We have to sit tight. So immediately I wrote down the expression sit tight and I incorporate in this app to, well, it's a, a very common popular app to, Is to it store. It's, it's a Quizlet, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Quizlet. So I write down the expression and so that I won't forget. And from time to time, I go back and, and you, with this app, you can even listen to the expressions you, or you, you can practice the. Yeah, that is cool. Just so that the listeners know, we are actually in the same movie club. And every two weeks, we discuss a different movie. And yeah, to me, it, it's really a great exercise as well. And. We don't focus that much on vocabulary, right? Because we just talk together. So it's not focused on the English language per se. It's, it's like, like a normal discussion. And I kind of like that and I find it difficult sometimes. So for instance, with the movie, don't look up. Most of the people were mm -hmm. against the movie and I liked it. And then it was really hard to, to discuss it because I don't know, it's just difficult when you know that most of them don't share the same opinion than you, then it's, yeah, it's difficult. And, and even in, in English, it's not my mother tongue and yeah. and it, it becomes more difficult to explain or, but it's a good exercise, I must say. Yeah. And yeah, I think so. It's a good exercise and in this, but uh, you, you know, in this uh, group, I find that um, I find in this um, group, a very warming environment. I don't, yeah. again, I'm not afraid of making mistakes in these talks because we are, well, like a group of friends talking about a movie. It's like when I go to the movie theater, then we all, when I, I, with, I go with some, with my wife, with some friends. And we, later on, we will go to have dinner together. We will go to a restaurant or a bar to have some beers, that kind of thing. And we will uh, inevitably talk about the movie. So it's like that environment that we are in, <laughs> in a very, you know, relaxed environment talking about a movie. So I'm not afraid of making that. That's the 
thing that I like about this uh, discussion, I find it also a very good uh, way of practicing because you are learning without noticing. You are doing real things, mm. the things you would do in your first language. You are doing real things in a second language. We shouldn't be too mm, afraid of making mistakes in that environment. Absolutely. What I find difficult in the movie club is that usually we don't turn our webcam on and we can't see each other. Sometimes it's difficult for me because for me, it's easier to have a conversation when I can see the reaction of the other person. But yeah, it's a challenge and a good practice. Yeah. And for you, it's not a problem um, but... to not see the other person was well, talking sometimes you, you know what i i rarely turn on the computer to do that kind of thing because i'm always uh moving around i'm not uh, always in my place so uh, I, i'm not always at home or uh or my Kids, I, I have to hide from my kids to do so, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> so it, it's easier for me to uh, do it with my phone. So that's why sometimes with my phone or I don't have a Wi-Fi, a proper Wi-Fi connection. So with my phone, it's better not to turn on the camera. So th it would worsen the connection or it will be more difficult. So I, I'm talking with my phone, like it's like a, like a phone call, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, what I imagine, I imagine what people feelings, because we are pretty much the same people from uh, <laughs> the, there are the regulars, let's say <laughs> who, who are five or six of us. So we more or less know each other. So yeah. we, and by the way, it isn't important at all. If you like or dislike the movie, it, I think the approach is to enjoy talking about the movie because we aren't a uh, movie critics or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so in, in fact, with this movie, uh, I, I was against in the beginning, but I changed. I, 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 I told you well. I, I, I will team up with you, Daniel, I, I, I will really play devil, I will play devil's advocate now. And <laughs> so it doesn't matter because with every movie, the, uh, especially, uh, it is after all, an, uh, an Oscar award, uh, winning mm -hmm. movie, they are in, all are good movies in a, in a way. So with, with this type of movies also would, you will find good and not that good things. So maybe there are things that you like, that you enjoyed and some other things that yeah. you didn't yeah. like. So I have a, a final topic, which I would like to talk with you. And before I will show you an audio clip, which also comes from the first live session or live lesson with Stanek. So let's take a listen. But sometimes, Senek, I wonder if mm, that kind of input uh, gives you a very, let's say, literary or uh, formal language, different to the way mm, people, people speak. speak. 
Enrique, it really depends on what you read, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you read a lot of nonfiction with dialogues, then I don't think it's a problem. Well, it depends. If it's nonfiction from the 18th century, or <laughs> obviously the language might have been a bit different. Because you were talking about your methods and how you would mm. learn English, and you really like to to read books and that was the moment in which you asked Stanek if yeah if it has an influence if, if you would have two literary speech and I, I've found this a very interesting question to be honest because yeah in in my opinion let's say we are reading a fiction book like I don't know like uh Blade Runner or um, The Lord of the Rings or I don't know what, a, a fantasy book. Mm -hmm. I think that usually we, we, we don't <laughs> speak like that. <laughs> so Yeah, of course, of course. I try, sometimes I, I, I'm also a, a fan of science fiction. I love these uh, science fiction novels from the 60s, like Dune by Frank Herbert, that kind of thing. But... Uh, well, it's, or Arthur C. Clarke, it, it isn't real, you know, it, it isn't today English, let's say. So sometimes I, when I pick, uh, well, I finish this uh, book, I have to pick another one in English, you know. Lately, I try to go for books with more dialogues, you know, yeah. books where people talk to each other. So that uh, it uh, it's better, I think, for your English. With a very, uh, if you go, for, of course, if you go for Shakespeare or something like that, it <laughs> won't. I don't think it would benefit uh, your English at all. You know, it 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 would be even worse uh, that not reading in in English at all. You know, so. Uh, it's an issue, but uh, on the other hand, you have to read what uh, suits you, what, what you like, what you enjoy, because it's very important that when I'm reading a book that I don't like, and it's it happens even in Spanish, when I read a book I don't like, I would throw it away. I, it's a, I won't waste my time struggling or suffering with yeah, something I don't enjoy. Yeah, when I am reading, I want to enjoy myself. So it's entertainment. And at the same time, I can pick up some expressions. And this is fantastic because, yeah, I try to read only in English. And to me, it is a huge method because you can read very fast and you can come across vocabulary more often. And you notice when an expression comes again and again, then you notice, okay, this is important. Mm -hmm. Now I want to learn it by heart. Yeah, to, to me, it's fantastic. I enjoy it very much. Yeah. This is mainly or pretty much my method, the reading, but uh, the problem is that it is a passive task. You know? Yeah. And this, mm -hmm. all this language, all these expressions, vocab that I learned, then the challenge is to put that into practice, to, to use it, to, uh, when I'm talking, when I, and it's difficult. Sometimes 
I find a lot of language uh, in, I have it on my phone and when I check it out, well, I, yeah, because sometimes I group, I, I group words, you know, I, for instance, I have here, well, uh, different because I, what I love about English, about vocab is it, it's very precise in, uh, th there are some, uh, topics where we have, uh, different words for the same more or less, but it changes each word, uh, has uh, a different, uh, meaning or uh, the meaning changes slightly, you know, and, uh, for instance, walk, I have said uh, different ways to say it, walk or go walking in English. And, and I wrote down a stroll. It, mm -hmm. It's the very, you know, uh, uh, like you are walking with your hands in your pockets, very, you know, quiet or, or relaxed walk, you know, uh, jumped, you are walking happily or something like that. Trudge in the snow, uh, <laughs> uh, stagger, stagger, limp, wander, mooch, strut, shuffle. Oh, these are different ways of walking and each uh, word has a different meaning. It means work, walk in general, but uh, each word, uh, word is used in a specific context uh, because are different ways of walking. So then I, well, I know this vocab, I have it, uh, I recorded it on my phone, but when it comes to use it, yeah, I don't see. I never ever use these words. They, I never <laughs> say I'm going for a stroll. Well, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going for a walk. I, I would never in my real English, when I, in my productive English, let's say, I would never say I'm going for a stroll. I go, I go strolling. I don't know. But I think it's, it's the same with, with me. If they go to. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I interrupted you. I want, no, I wanted to say, I think that even people in their native uh, language, they don't talk like in the books because sometimes, yeah, this specific vocabulary, people just don't use it or, or, or not so many people are using it to converse with each other. Yeah. That, that, that's why I asked it to set to stand it because when I read I learn a lot of vocab like that. And sometimes I wonder, well, what's the point of learning so many words that I would never ever use, you know? So maybe it's a waste of time, but despite that, I love reading. So I will continue with this method because I, it, it, uh, it is free, uh, let's say, yeah. uh, I, I don't have to put any effort in reading in English because I love reading. So. It's like talking about movies or watching a movie. It's learning English for free. Yeah, excellent. To me. I love that. And speaking about words or expressions, do you have a favorite expression that you want to talk about? Well, a lot. I have, I, I have a lot of expression. I, I have a whole archive of uh, English expressions that I, but I don't know to I don't know. There are a lot, but, uh, I, I like the expression to, when you say I, I lost my train of thought because it's very visual when I speak and it happens to me a lot since I go from one point to the other, 
I try to make a point and then I get a bit stuck because I can't find the right word. Sometimes I say I lost my train of thought and I like this expression because it's uh, very visual. It's like a, I, 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 I see like a train discouraging yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and it buys you some time. So maybe you can remember remember it in the meantime yeah. when you're using the expression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say I lost, wait a minute, I lost my train of thought. Let me, let me recap or something like that. Awesome. Do you have another one, maybe? Another expression? Well, well, uh, well, I, I have, as I told you, an archive, of, I have a, that, well, I also use uh, the, the sentence there are in little words that are so, are so useful in English. And that, that's what I also like about uh, the English language, that there are little words that they, they have a lot of different meanings and mm -hmm. ve are very useful. You can use them like so. There are two, uh, two letters, S-O and uh, uh, so uh, it uh, is so useful you you can use it in so many contexts or when i tend to say also let, let alone when i talk when i'm talking about uh, something uh, to to emphasize that uh, i'm talking about something worse and uh, i have i i want to give an example about that and i say well this is worse so let alone this uh, other thing, it, let alone, uh, it's even worse. Yeah, so it's, the, it's like small linkers. I don't know how to, uh, small how words they are called. with a huge yeah. impact, maybe. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like, linking words, yeah. small words that are fit very well to link ideas or phrases or I, I love this kind of, this kind yeah. of. I like, for example, the little word again, when someone is explaining yeah. something really long, then yeah. a pause, and then someone can say again, and then he explains more in detail or just to emphasize he wants, so the person wants yeah. to emphasize that he explained it before, but again, he wants to, to go even more deeper and yeah. explain it. Yeah. I, I use it a lot. I th I think I've used it two or three times this word with you. <laughs> I use it a lot because I'm very intensive. You know, I don't know if it's uh, correct in English. I, <laughs> I, when I make it a point, sometimes, sometimes I'm a bit a pain in the neck, you know, <laughs> I, I want to rem to remark it again and again to, to make clear that I, I come across and my idea <laughs> is uh, received. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you very much. It was really great to talk with you. And yeah, maybe you can tell us when will the next life lesson be? Do you have an, an, uh, a date already or? No, I don't have an appointment uh, because la lately I'm a bit busy and you know what is easier, the reading, the other things. It's hard to ask, appoint, do an appointment uh, for a specific date, a specific uh, day, that kind of thing. But I have to 
talk to Stenek because I enjoyed it uh, very much. I, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But only members can join because you have to be a member of the Achievers Chamber, I think it is called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I go for it in the near future. Yeah, I think so. It's interesting. Yeah, I was also thinking about that. The thing is, yeah, about being busy, right? Because when you have so many things going on, sometimes it's it's not wise to to start another project. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, my approach to English is like. Well, like a hobby, because I love it, you know. And I don't want it to become a burden or a task or a job, like something demanding that I'm stressed about that. To me, it's like a hobby, like something that I enjoy. So sometimes it's it's easier with passive tasks, like reading, uh, you yeah. can do it wherever, or listening to podcasts because you, you switch on your yeah. podcast app uh, when you are doing the washing or the shopping, that kind of thing. And sometimes, since there are so many podcasts, sometimes I'm always catching up because, well, I love this podcast, but it's been a while since, uh, since I listened to the latest episode. So I then I go again for that uh, specific podcast and it's wow uh, there are three or five new episodes yeah, yeah. you have to you are always catching up catching up <laughs> and it's <laughs> sometimes it's a bit stressing you know to be up to date with yeah. your favorite podcast since there are so many